Hey y'all, welcome back to the expansion of the Kingdom Ministries. I am here from a word straight off the throne of heaven. So, all day today. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. All day today, God has been showing me baby number two, baby number two. And I'm like, what is going on with that? Like, I knew in my heart and my soul that God was speaking to me. And I just could not put my finger on what he meant by baby number two, right? This was all day that I kept seeing, like all day. And so then I'm at home. It's Friday night. I'm not doing anything. I'm like just going crazy, bored, already done, looked at my phone, checked every app that I could, nothing. Go on Netflix, check everything that I could watch, done already watched it, nothing seems appeasing. So finally, I'm like, you know what, let me just open up my Bible. And before I open it, I'm like, God, what do you want me to read? And all of a sudden, I hear Jacob. And I'm like, Jacob, I don't think there's a chapter in the Bible called Jacob. So I go to the little table of contents and I don't see Jacob anywhere. I see the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts, Romans, Timothy. And I'm just like, where is Jacob? So then I hear God say, use your phone and Google it just like you would Google everything else. And I'm like, okay, God. So I go on Google and I'm like, what, where is Jacob in the Bible? And off rip, it's like Genesis 25, 19. So I start there and it talks about Abraham and Isaac. And then all of a sudden I scroll down. And I get to Genesis 25, um, 23. And it says, two nations are in your womb. Talking about Rebecca. Two nations are in your womb. And to give a backstory of that, actually, because um, it's important. So... Isaac had a daughter, or Isaac had a wife, Rebecca, and she was barren, but then Isaac was like, Lord, please, please, please have my wife conceive. So the Lord grants Isaac's prayer, and Rebecca is pregnant, but within her, she felt um, wrestling in her stomach, right? So she inquires of the Lord, and she's like, Lord, what's going on? Like, at first I couldn't have kids, and I'm telling you, I read this whole thing. It's like a dang soap opera. But anyway, she's like, 
God, like, I was barren. I couldn't have kids. Now that I'm pregnant, like, I thought that this was a blessing. What's going on? Why do I feel wrestling in my stomach? So she inquires of the Lord, and God is like, look, there's two nations, and they're in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb. Because mind you, she could not see inside of her. This was in the olden days. There was no ultrasounds. There was nothing. So she was like, whoa, why is my stomach in hey right now? Why is it like off the yin-yang, like going crazy? And God was like, look, basically in his mighty, you know, poetry speaking wisdom way, he was like, you have twins. But really, he said, two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So then it says, Indeed, there were twins in her womb, and the first came out. Red, was, red he was like a hairy garment all over. So they called him Aizua. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Izua's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Right? So, from birth, there was a promise, and there was wrestling going on. There was wrestling going on, and it was two brothers fighting for inheritance. It says, So the boys grew, and Izua was a skillful hunter and man of the field, but Jacob was, my, was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Isua because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. So the father loved the firstborn, Izua, and the mother loved the secondborn, Jacob. And so then it goes on to say how um, because the father loved Izua, the firstborn, he wanted to bless his firstborn. But because the mother, Rebecca, loved the secondborn, when she heard that the father wanted to bless the first son, she had told um, Jacob to do exactly what the father told the firstborn to do. So the father told, Isaac told Isua to go and um, prepare food for him, go hunt, prepare a feast for him, and come back and feed him so he could bless his, his son before he died. Because Isaac was an old man. He was 60 years old when the twins were born. He was 60 years old when the twins were born. So he was old in age. So he told the first son, before I pass away, I want to bless you. So go hunt, go make a nice food, and then I will bless you. So then Rebecca, going behind her, her husband's back, 
told the secondborn to do exactly what um, the father told the firstborn to do. And Jacob was like, are you sure? I feel like this isn't right, you know. And the mother was like, no. Go do what I tell you to do. So the mother tells Jacob to basically disguise himself as the firstborn, as Asua. And she says, I'll prepare your father's favorite feast and then you bring it to him and act like you cooked it for him. Meanwhile, the firstborn is going out there, hunting, preparing the feast. He's doing all that while the mother is quickly putting together the husband's favorite feast, giving it to her secondborn, and disguising him as the firstborn, Isua. So he comes and the father blesses Jacob. So we think that it's wrong. Like, I was reading this and I was like, ooh, Rebecca and Jacob are sneaky. Like, I was not, I wasn't feeling it. But in my mind, God told me Jacob. He said Jacob specifically, and that's how I even came about to the story. Because it's not even called Jacob. The the very beginning of this in Genesis is called the families of Ishmael and Isaac. So it's really about, there's no Jacob in the title at all. And so I was like, God, like Jacob, 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 why would you even say Jacob? Like I was kind of annoyed at Jacob and Rebecca. Like, why would they do this? Like, but Jacob, God is saying that Jacob is me. Jacob is you. And if we go back to the beginning, God prophetically spoke over these two boys, these two twins. And he said, two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall serve the younger. Now, historically speaking, the firstborn has the reign and the right to everything. They should be the one that gets, you know, the first. They should be the one that, you know, becomes the king, takes over, you know, everything. The firstborn has always inherited its rights, right? But no, God specifically said that the older will serve the younger. So, no matter how it got to be what it was, that was Jacob's birthright. It was Jacob's birthright because God prophetically spoke over him. And he said that he will be the one to be, you know, served by the older. The older was supposed to be given the birthrights, right? But he gave it over unknowingly unwillingly to Jacob and then God says so um so then the father blesses and he says therefore may God give you of the dew of heaven of the fatness of the earth 
yes, of the fatness of the earth and the plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and the nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who cursed you and blessed be those who bless you. And so he was blessed by his father. And in scripture, it said that I have loved Jacob and hated Ishmael. Or I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but you know what I'm saying. And you're like hated. When God says that, he doesn't mean like a human hate, hatred. Like how, you know, when we hate, when we say we hate something, oh, we despise it. When we say we hate a person, oh, we despise that person. But God is just purely saying that he gave favor to Jacob and he didn't give that to, let me see, how do you say his name? Esua. I don't even know if that's how you say it. I'm just going to say the firstborn. And he did not, he handed over what is supposed to be in the world's eyes favor for the firstborn. He gave that over to Jacob. And so... Jacob, if we see, he's been wrestling since day since he was in the womb for his birthright. He has been wrestling over what has been his, over what God said was going to be his, over what God orchestrated to be his, even though it didn't seem like it was the right thing. Even though it didn't seem like he deserved it. Even though it didn't seem like it should be his. Who am I speaking to? Because have you ever been in a position where you felt like you didn't deserve that? Have you ever been in a position where you didn't even do the work to get there? Have you ever been favored without doing anything and there's someone who, you know, is is trying so hard to be favored by that person that just favored you? They're working so hard. They're doing all this. They're doing all that. But somehow you get it and then you feel guilty about it, right? So this is how Jacob felt. He went on the mountaintop and he was like wrestling with God. He was wrestling with God himself disguised as, you know, a man. He was wrestling with this person. And then he said, after the wrestling, he said, who are you? And then Jacob goes, I am who they say I am. I'm Jacob. And how many people have hated on you because of your favor? And you are because of the situation. The situation that Jacob, how he got his, his rights was shady. Okay? It was shady. He disguised himself as the firstborn. He had his mom cook the stew. He didn't go hunt for nothing. Like, he didn't do nothing, really. He just played the part. And and he was wrestling with this. He felt like a phony. He felt like he didn't deserve this. He felt like it wasn't his. He was He was wrestling again because he was wrestling in the womb. He came out with his hand on his brother's ankle. And he's been wrestling ever since. And so then here he is on the mountain and he's wrestling with his rights. 
what's rightfully so his, what God gave him, what God says it was him, how life played out, it was his. And he's just like condemned. He feels just so like, you know, like he, he said, I am what they say I am, you know. His brother wanted to kill him for doing that, for going behind his back and doing that. He, of course, imagine the words that his that his brother called him. Imagine the words that when word got around the town of what Jacob was. He was fake. He was a phony. He was false. He didn't deserve it. He, he believed all those things. He said, I am what I say I am. So then we go back. So then God had me go back to the two to the very beginning where it says two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. And then God began to reveal to me that there's two nations inside of you. This is why he's saying that we're like Jacob. Because we are we have an inheritance. We have an inheritance from God. We have prophetically spoken over from God that we will be inherited. Right? But he's saying that we're wrestling just how Jacob wrestled. What are we wrestling? We have two birth dates in our life. Two nations in our womb. One nation is the first born. It is your birth date when you came into this world, right? I was birthed August 28th. When, when were you born? That was your first nation. That was when you were first born, right? When did you become born again? I don't remember the date, but I know that it was my second birth, right? When you chose to believe in Jesus Christ, when you chose to change your life around, that is your second nation. And and it's crazy because not only today did God speak to me about two children, my God, I was torn and I don't even want to get personal, but I have to just for the sake of this testimony. Lord Jesus, you always put me on the spot. I'm not complaining, though. But I was listening to this song, and it was talking about how this guy was like, oh, Lord. And this is the, the messy part, the messy part, like how, you know, Jacob went behind his brother's back and how he got you, how you would think he wouldn't. You know, he doesn't deserve to get it because he moved like that. Well, this is just kind of like that. So this guy was singing about how another guy was touching a girl that he messed up with. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, this guy was dating this girl, but he didn't choose to treat her right. So now he's singing about how another man has her. And he's just singing about the ways that, you know... The woman is getting caressed, if you know what I'm saying. And so I started to break down and cry because I was like, God, I wish that I could serve my ex with that with that kind of karma. Like, I wish that I could just 
you know, fulfill my fleshly desires because, for one, I just, it would be good revenge. It would just be, like, you know, everything, not going to get too deep into it, but, like, that. But then I was crying because I was like, God, it's so hard because I'm not going to do that. And it seems like it's so unfair because I know that that's what my ex is doing. Like, he's so weak. He's going to go to really anyone who's going to take him, anyone who's going to give him something because he always has a motive. You know, he's going to go with the girl that has the car that's going to drive him around. He's going to go with the girl that he knows that he can finesse some money out of. Like, and so I was just like, it's so unfair because he gets to do whatever he wants to do. But I don't. I have to stay the good girl. I have to stay. I have to be the good woman. And it's unfair because I wish that I could just hurt him. Like, I wish that he could see me you know, with someone, like, I just wish that he could hear about it, like, you know what I'm saying, like, and this is just a raw moment, but I was just breaking down to God, and I'm just like, God, like, it's just so unfair, like, why, like, why, and then God revealed to me that these are the two nations that are fighting, the old you, because it says, the, the, the older shall serve the younger, the older shall serve the younger. So my old self, my old fleshly, worldly ways must serve the younger me. The the second birth, the birth that I was birthed through Jesus Christ, the, the new me. I cannot. My flesh has to bow down to my spirit. The first nation has to bow down to the second nation. My God, who am I speaking to? Because I know I'm not the only one that is being tempted to go back to the old me, to go back to the old ways. You know what I'm saying? The old nation, the old me. I'm wrestling. I'm like Jacob on that mountain wrestling. Who? What are you wrestling with? But God is saying that the older you shall serve the younger that means the old you, the old you, the old ways, the old ways of living, the old ways of thinking, the old ways of doing must serve the new way of thinking, the new way of doing, the new way of living, the new way of being for you. Because we are made new through Jesus Christ. My God, who am I speaking to? Because we came too far. We came too far on that mountain to go back down it's time to go back down on the other side to the destiny to the because you know when the father blessed jacob he said that you will be fruitful that you will multiply and that all the nations will serve you so when jacob gets off that mountain and he's done wrestling and he's done wrestling, listening to who people say they are because of how he got his favor, where he's at, in his rightful so, in his rightful ways, and what's rightfully so his. He's going to walk into what has been predestined. He's wrestling with the old him and the new him. We're wrestling with the old us and the new us. And my God says that the old us will serve the new us. That means when you serve someone, you do whatever they tell you to do. The new you, the new birth, the new nation, the second nation, it's telling your old nation, no. No, you can't go and hit up the person that wants you to be a sneaky link. No, you can't go back to 
drinking to cope out. No, you can't go back to, I don't know what else, but I'm just going to use my situation. You can't go back to just getting into a situationship just to try to heal what you just came out of another uh, old situationship. You can't get into another situationship after you just got out of a whole six-year situationship. No. You have to do what you have to do. You have to stay strong. Your spirit is overpowering your flesh right now. So, this was a really, really good word. And it was like reading a soap opera, I promise you. Um, so if you're wanting to read in depth of this of this story, go to Genesis 25 and then 19 and all the way until there's a lot, there's a lot. Just keep going until you, but it starts at Genesis 25. 19 and you can literally read so many pages of this it it goes on and on and on but the lord really just wanted me to 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 really just cover the the two nations in our wombs there's two nations in our wombs battling it out our old self and our new self our spirit man and our flesh and god is saying that our flesh has to submit to our spirit. Our older self, our past self has to submit to our new self. And although it's younger, although it's younger, because I was born years, 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 years ago, two decades ago, and then some. And I just came into really, you know, living for God. Those years are way shorter than the years that I've lived before that. The years that I were in the world, the years that I was an adolescent and I didn't, you know, truly understand. I couldn't grasp. It's younger, but it's stronger. And the older has to serve the younger that God is saying. That's a promise from God. This is prophetically speaking over because I heard God say Jacob. So he is saying that we're like Jacob. And to be quite frankly honest, the fact that Jacob, no matter what, the birthright was always his. Because God said that from day one before he was even out of the womb. But the way that he got it is so messy. It's so like drama, soap opera type stuff. But hasn't our life been like that? Like, haven't we done stuff that like, we're like, dang. Like, do I really deserve this? Like, do I really deserve to be here when I know someone has worked way harder? Like, I don't have the the credentials, I don't meet the criteria, how am I in this position, how did this door open for me, like, I did this, this was shady, like, but God still has favor over me, God still chose to bless me, like, none of us have never not been through something like that, 
like we're all human we're all sinful like we've all been through stuff like that we've all wrestled and we've all ran away and then we've all wrestled again coming back to everything that we ran away from but God is saying that you know for one it's normal this is why we can't beat ourselves up because even in these days this was going on like nothing new is under the sun and God is saying that we have to our old self has to serve our new self our younger self our second born our second nation and so that is just so encouraging because this is a promise from God that for one we have a birthright to an inheritance and for two even though we struggle even though we struggle we're blessed we're promised but we struggle we wrestle we go through drama in our life that we will have an inheritance that we will walk into our birthright and that our flesh has to submit to our spirit once we come into christ our flesh has to submit to our spirit if we are truly walking with god if we are truly walking with jesus christ our flesh has to submit to our spirit our first nation has to submit to our second nation our younger self will be stronger than our older self. And so we just have to keep telling ourselves that, that we've come too far, that we can overcome this battle that we're wrestling with. So, my God, this was a very encouraging word, and I pray that it reaches whoever it's for, and... Yeah, I'm going to leave down where it starts in Genesis 25. Um, but I really encourage you to read this book. It's really, really, really good. It's like literally reading a soap opera in the Bible. And it's crazy because before I would have read this and I would have been like, what? I don't understand this. I'm pretty sure I have read some of this and I really didn't understand it. But now that I kind of gave you an outlook on this, you know, now you can dive into the text and really read it. And I'm sure God's going to reveal things to you, um, you know, speak to you in your own way. But he really, really, really wanted me to get on here. And let you know that there's a battle of two nations in our room. And we got this. We got this. We're strong warriors. We may not think we deserve it. Jacob didn't think he deserved it the way that he got it. But before he was even born, when he was in his mother's womb, it was prophetically spoken over um, on him that he was going to win. 
he was gonna have his birthright and have the inheritance and the same for us so i love you god loves you until next time god bless